Welcome back, my fellow confused inquisitors. I say that because it's often hard to make sense of all the conflicting information that comes out from both sides of the, let's call it the economic divide. Yeah. One of the most common questions I get asked, particularly on the posts that I share from the Russian Ministry of Defense on the military briefings every day, they do at least usually one briefing Back when things were really kicking off, it was actually two daily briefings, but I often share them in the community post. And now and then I get the comment, what about the Russian losses? I don't know. You know that's not something that the ministry of, Russian Ministry of Defense puts in its daily briefings. Oh, and we lost 20 guys somewhere. I don't know. And you can only go, I'd rather only go by official sources. If you believe everything out of Kiev, you'll have 30,000, whatever, and you know, you'll have figures pulled out anyone's ass. So that's why I try and stick to official figures. And recently, we've had Zelensky give you an idea of the, the severe losses that the Ukrainians are suffering. So it was with great interest that I saw this article uh, back on the 1st of June. And my, my eyebrows did raise a little bit and I let it sit for a while, as I often do both in my awareness bank and also to see if other articles or information either support and corroborate this claim or if it gets debunked later on even by the same um, reporting site sometimes or the same side might contradict itself it happens a lot with kiev anyway this article russia has practically ceased to bear losses in ukraine said kartopolov which would explain why we haven't had any further update uh, we'll get into the dates when the Russian ministry announced it. Of course, that could be BS. They could have just kept tight lip. But let, let's get into the article and see at least what the Russians say to explain this. So it repeats the headline here. We have practically, practically, they haven't said we have stopped losing people. We have practically stopped losing people. The extreme figures which were published by the Ministry of Defense in March are 1,351 dead. Since then, the data have not been announced by the Ministry of Defense and I will explain why. At present, of course, there are wounded, but there are no such number of dead. And this is the result of a change in approach to the tactics of warfare. That last line corroborates what we've heard from other analysts and even from Ukraine complaining about the Russian overwhelming artillery firepower. We've heard it from even wounded. Uh, I featured a clip of an American mercenary who was wounded who said that artillery is the name of the game. It is the winner that dictates the outcome of the battle. So clearly the Russians uh, in, in contrast to stay phase one when they moved into phase two, they engaged in their, their standard doctrine of overwhelming artillery firepower. And uh, if you go to channels like the New Atlas um, and also Scott Ritter will illustrate the composition of a Russian brigade can vastly outguns a NATO brigade when it comes specifically in terms of artillery firepower. Hence the the um, the rush to send over M777 howitzers, etc. and similar systems. Parliamentarian noted that at the initial stage when the Russian armed forces entered the territory controlled by the Kiev authorities, no one used weapons. That's that's a strange translation there. I'm pretty sure some, some people used weapons. But when they began to shoot, burn, capture, mock them, of course, then the tactics were changed. 
the approach to the very essence of the operation was changed, he claims. Now it is carried out strictly according to military science, in accordance with all the governing documents, combat regulations, instructions on the use of various types of troops and types of armed forces. And this tactic brings tangible results, he explained. Right, uh, I'm going to put that first bit with no one used weapons down to translation. Let me just switch out from translation a moment. So any Russian speaking readers can read and we'll switch back uh, to English now. I've lost the highlight. Apologies for uh, doing that. But yeah, uh, however, this change of tactics does does uh, is corroborated by other analysts uh, talking about how they were very went in very softly, softly into Ukraine, and then that changed, and then they were ah, uh -uh. phase two. It was then this overwhelming military um, artillery offensive and firepower. Uh, then it goes on. Uh, Kartopolov also stressed that if the special operation had not happened, then in early March, the Ukrainian armed forces would have launched an offensive against the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republic. They had a very serious grouping. Part of the Western weapons was received in advance. The motivation was quite con consistent with the task that they had set for themselves, and most likely there could be very heavy and bloody battles in Donetsk and Luhansk itself, he added. So again, we see this claim that Ukraine was the one building up the forces first in preparation to primarily target Donetsk and Lugansk and ideally to go on to capture Crimea. I reported on it way back when there was a, a quite a dodgy claim regarding some medals that were created in preparation to award the heroes for yeah there's a different video but yeah we see that claim again and i just wanted to highlight that 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 claim is what the russians are still sticking to if we go on to uh, rbc here state duma announced the reduction of losses in ukraine after a change of tactics this article was sort of mirrored repeated again first of june it was also repeated um by uh, another so you can see that this article was spread quite far and wide across russian uh, media. This is on the second, so a, a day later that that repeated just when I caught it. However, if you then type into Google Russian losses Severodonetsk, for example, Russia suffering huge casualties as troops retreat. The Ukrainian forces reversed a Russian advance in Severodonetsk and recaptured about 20%. And this was a day ago. Okay. All right. So have things hugely changed? Let's get into some of these articles to have it have a look uh russia suffering huge casualties as uh, troops retreat uh, ukraine says it's recaptured a chunk of the factory city of severodonetsk oh okay well maybe something's changed in uh, in that day or two between russia announcing almost no casualties to now suddenly uh, a big bloody nose critical losses russia's army said on saturday ukrainian soldiers were withdrawing from the city so direct contradiction between the two sides, okay? Uh, Al Jazeera is generally more in the middle ground. New York Post, of course, uh, repeating that Russia is suffering huge losses, uh, uh, particularly in Severodonetsk. Uh, and again, all oh, yeah, Ukrainian soldiers inspect the wreckage of destroyed common in Bucha suburb. Not, how, how's that related to Severodonetsk? It's not. It's suggestion, isn't it? Anyway, let's go on to Interfax. Uh, the Ministry of Defense of the Russian Federation announced the retreat 
of the military of the armed forces of Ukraine from Severodonetsk to Lizichansk. Now, this was the 4th of June. This is yesterday. So, sorry, who's retreating? Units of the armed forces of Ukraine having suffered critical losses in a number of units up to 90% during the battles for Severodonetsk are retreating in the direction of Lizichansk. Uh, Mizintsev said in a briefing on Saturday, according to him, Ukrainian forces were planning to mine the Severodonetsk Azot enterprise, which contains saltpeter and nitric acid. So it was a provocation, like an uh, environmental catastrophe, it says at the end. Right. Do you mean to tell me that a, f a fighting force that was consists of 10% of its powers still managed to then force the Russians back out? 4th of June, as we see at the top here, Russia suffering huge losses. Uh, and then we see 4th of June. There is an update from 1428. The LNR reported on the fighting on the outskirts of the city of Lizichansk. Okay. Well, to corroborate this idea that uh, you know, Ukraine suffering horrendous losses, we have this tweet here from Neil Hauer, purportedly from a message with a Ukrainian soldier that he met in Slovyansk a week or two ago. He and his unit were fighting in Liman. So on May 28th, hope you're okay, man. Hi, I'm okay, but only four people left from my squads. Shit. How many were there before? 60. Holy smokes. However, some verified losses. So Russia has taken losses because just today, uh, literally just before recording, which kind of gave me the idea to dig deeper into this topic, Major General of the Russian Armed Forces, Roman Kutuzov, died in Ukraine. Major General of the Russian Army, Roman Kutuzov, died in battle in the Donbass. Uh, war correspondents of the all-Russian state television and radio broadcasting company Alexander Sladkov reports. According to him, Roman Kutuzov is the fourth Russian general, died during the Russian military operation in Ukraine. Uh, we're talking about our general's losses in Donbass. Too bad, he was a good person, a native of the Airborne Forces. We started to be friends with his regiment commander. According to the Telegram channel Military Informant, Major General Roman Kutuzov died in the course of a combat mission near the Lugansk village of Nikolaevka, Nikolaevka 15 kilometers from Popozna. Uh, another source that I read said it was a, like a mid-range attack. So this was this was a pilot. This was a guy piloting a plane that was shot by an anti-aircraft missile and failed to eject. Uh, read into that what you will. Maybe the ejection system failed. Uh, but it appears, although this is not technically an official source, I would say, it's a fairly reputable and reliable source. So, invariably, yeah, Russia has indeed suffered another death, at least one more death. Okay, now they never claim that they are not suffering any. They did say practically, practically ceased. Okay, give them benefit of the doubt there. Uh, here, this leads me from two stories. So we've just got here. This is in Commerçant this evening, the uh, 2100, so literally 31 minutes ago. It's 2131 now, 31 minutes ago, Commerçant picked up this story. And that's a fairly reliable source of Russian media. 
of, of Roman Kutuzov. Moving over, however, we have Ria Novosti, uh, Prosecutor General's Office of the DPR, completed the investigation of the criminal case of the British mercenary Aidan Aslin. Now, he, Aidan Aslin, that is, has just released a video, a new video, Preparing for Court. Uh, so methinks he is uh, milking this for every every drop that it's worth. And again, we see here, taking into account wartime based on the provisions of the current criminal law, as a result of the trial, the mercenary may be given an exceptional measure of punishment, the death penalty, the Prosecutor General's Office Telegram channel says. Again, they say this, uh, and I, I just do wonder how much they're kind of hamming it up a bit, maybe to say that, you know, we might introduce this penalty, and if they don't, it's like, oh, here's an example of our mercy. I, again, I personally feel that to both sentence and carry out the sentence of the death penalty would be counterproductive uh, in a in a PR sense. I, I just think that would, it, I don't think it would serve their purpose. That's again, my personal opinion. I don't want to backtrack or di uh, distract from the rest of the stuff that I've reported, but that's just uh, a recent update uh, on that story with Aidan Aslin, which I, I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, no, I won't share the link to his channel because, uh, again, y you can look it up, type in Aidan Aslin, it's a channel of the same name. I don't really want to give the guy more exposure than he's already had and enjoyed. Uh, clearly a narcissist and a social media addict, in my opinion, and uh, I'm very I'm very suspicious uh, of, um, of him in particular. Uh, we shall see how it goes, and I'll report on it. Anyway, so there you go. I, I don't have an answer for you. All I can say is that um, the, the reports and analysts uh, from across the board, their talk about the shift in military doctrine supports the idea that is given out that Russia is reducing its losses with that more, uh, let's say that more cautious and overwhelming firepower approach. So I'm more inclined to believe they're a significant reduction in losses as they, as again, the West itself says how Russia is a grinding in the Donbass. Well, that doesn't say rushing forward, overextending reconnaissance units, getting captured and killed and all this sorts, does it? It says about, you know, creeping barrage, World War One style trench warfare, which uh, we have seen as well, which is uh, horrendous. Uh, nothing in war is glamorous. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The evidence suggests more in the Russian favor. We have this fog of war in Severodonetsk where someone's retreating, but uh, it depends who you ask. According to Russia, it's very much the Ukraine. We have, again, unconnected, but seemingly corroborating sources claiming that Ukraine is taking horrendous losses, a squad of 60 down to four men. Again, kind of anecdotal. Uh, and then, you know, m moving on, you, th you then have, um, uh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. Oh, then you have the verified loss of, uh, today, literally just a couple of minutes ago, Roman Kutuzov. So there are indeed some losses. So take that what, uh, as you will, I will leave links to all my sources as I always do in the description and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.